Welcome to the Center for Grassland Studies. I'm your host, Margo McKendry, Program Coordinator for the Center. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Steve Merkel, CGCS Director, Agronomy and Maintenance at Landscapes Golf Management. Our topic is Arbor Links Golf Club's Environmental Focus. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Thank you as well. Now, Arbor Links is a highly rated destination golf club in Nebraska City, Nebraska. Before we get going on some of the other questions, I was wondering if you could talk to us about the club's environmental focus and provide an overview of its history, design, and the operation of the club. Excellent. I would be glad to. In the 1990s, golf was, for lack of a better word, being picked on by some of the uh, environmental organizations in the country. And different allied affiliated groups started getting together some summits across the country to try to figure out what the critical variables were to bring all of the groups together and to uh, determine a way to mutually have an understanding that golf was was actually good. The first three summits, one was in uh, Monterey, California at Pebble Beach. One was in uh, Pinehurst, North Carolina. And the third was actually National Arbor Day Lodge in Nebraska City, Nebraska, probably 1996 or 1997. And the result of those three was, well, I don't want to say nothing, but they really didn't get to where they wanted to get to with any sort of a guideline book or a, a list of very specific, you know, environmental concerns. So Mr. Kubli, the owner of the company that I work with, Landscapes Unlimited, he approached the National Arbor Day Foundation, uh, Mr. John Rosano, and said, look, let's uh, move this forward together. Let's create some sort of a partnership. And that's when Arbor Links was founded in the late 90s. And it was agreed to that there was a nice piece of land uh, on the north side of town that they would get for a leasehold. And an architect was brought in with the same considerations, the Arnold Palmer Design Company. Uh, Mr. Eric Larson was the lead architect. And they developed a golf course design that was focused on utilization of the existing land conservation and demonstration of the ground to try to incorporate some of the principles or find out what the right principles were to show that golf and the environment could coexist. So the three partners, Landscapes Unlimited and Arnold Palmer Design Company and the National Arbor Day Foundation, construction of the golf course began in 1999. It opened in 2001 and coincided with the opening of the golf course was the fourth summit meeting of the Golf and the Environment Group. And including in that discussion was uh, then the EPA chief, who was Christine Todd Whitman, and Mr. Ronald Palmer as well participated in the uh, opening of the golf course. The golf course opened in 2001, and our company owned and operated the facility as a daily fee facility when it opened. Shortly after the challenging economic environment in 2008, business model was put together whereby the club became a private club destination facility. Lodging was added for night use. And uh, unfortunately, about five years ago, our company sold our interest to a new owner. So my comments today are going to be for the what was the development and the operations while we were involved. And uh, I cannot answer for what has taken place since uh, 2016 slash 17 when uh, when we sold our interest in the facility. Well, thank you. I appreciate that clarification point. 
Could you provide an overview of the key elements of conservation and protection of the land? Certainly. When uh, the groups all got together to talk about what the important aspects of the facility were going to be, they had four proactive environmental goals. Number one was conservation of wildlife habitat. Number two was protection and improvement of water quality of the existing creeks and watersheds. Number three was restoration of uh, what they termed as a degraded prairie. Now, the fellow that was farming it probably thought it was a great farm, but it was uh, it was a prairie prior to him uh, farming it. So their theory was to revitalize the uh, the prairie. And then number four was utilize the facility and the things that we did during construction and operations as a living classroom for education for both our guests and uh, others in the golf industry. Those were the four uh, specific goals during the development of the facility. And how is the utilization and incorporation of existing features on the property environmentally sensitive? I like that question because I don't truly think there's ever been a guideline for what is right or wrong for environmental sensitivity. My take is environmental sensitivity is a mentality that one has of all the things that are being done. One thing that's being done might be considered environmentally sensitive by one person and not by another. Focus on stewardship, conservation, and then demonstration were the uh, were the keys during the development uh, of the property. You know, as we talked about restoration of the prairie, this was a 300-acre piece of land, and a normal golf course might fit on a, you know, 120 to 150. So what were we going to do to those other, you know, 100, 120 acres to make it sustainable without costing a lot of money? And redevelopment of the uh, native prairie there was a, was a key focus of that. Sustaining the small wetland areas that were also on the grounds and utilizing those wetland areas to filter drainage water that approaches that property from different sides to filter that water before it got into our irrigation lake. Filtering drainage water through our putting green, which have the most uh, nutrition and pesticide products applied on them before that water got into the creek and, and left our ground. So those were things that, uh, that that were evaluated and put into place. Maintaining the um, the trees that were on site, putting them into golf course function as far as the strategy of golf. There was an old fence row that was utilized uh, on the facility. Restoration of creek banks on uh, both North Table Creek and South Table Creek uh, were, were included in the uh, process. There, there was a lot of dialogue as to, again, what was essentially environmentally sensitive, but more important, it was more of having a a stewardship and a conservation and a demonstration mentality during the process is what we we focused on. Now, Steve, you talked about some maintenance items, but what were the plans for minimal or reduced inputs for maintenance? The, The first thing that we looked at was always achieving a balance between the health of the turf grass that people would be playing on and the appearance of it. It's not necessarily lush and green and healthy in in a lot of cases. And then finally, the playability. So achieving a balance in uh, the health of the grass and the appearance of the grass and the playability of the grass were always in consideration for the decisions that we made. And, And we really wanted to show that we could maintain that balance by a 33% reduction in the amount of products that we utilized on the golf course, meaning 33% fertilizer on the greens or the tees or the fairways. 
and then uh, a 33% reduction in the pesticides that we used. And uh, I would say that during our time while we were there, we certainly were able to maintain and achieve that balance. The course conditions were always good, and, and it always showed we, we had a very successful maintenance operation. And then second was utilization of a, a, an integrated pest management strategy on, on all those decisions, you know, soil testing, water testing, using the science to help make the decisions uh, that were made during the uh, maintenance operation. And then third was just reduce the overall amount of ground that we we're actually treating with products. The more the, the more native ground that we could maintain, the less products we were going to have to use. I'd like to say we want it to be a zero pesticide facility, but it doesn't get that way, particularly when you have some noxious weeds and stuff like that. So essentially, achieving a balance, utilizing the IPM strategy, and then a reduction in the uh, inputs were the three things that we were judging our success on, and we were we were very happy with the direction we were headed with our maintenance operations. Arbor Lynx is known for providing environmental stewardship education for its guests. Can you talk about how that's done and how do you think the guests responded to the education effort? I'll answer the first, well, second question first. Very positive. We put together a yardage guide for the golf course, which the golfers use to know how far their shots are how far they need to hit a ball to uh, clear a bunker or to clear a creek. And incorporated in that yardage guide, we had a conservation story for every hole. And I tried to find one, and I couldn't find one. I know I've got one somewhere. But simple example where on one hole, we might have had a story there in the yardage guide on a windbreak that was uh, either there uh, or that we installed during the construction process or the, the stream bank stabilization on one of the golf holes or the uh, utilization of, of a filtration system. We had a conservation story in that yardage guide for all 18 holes that uh, if somebody was golfing that day and they wanted to read that, they could they could use that as, uh, as their environmental education for the day. And then second, at key strategic locations on the golf course, we had, uh, we had display signage that was mounted on a uh, placard, mostly at the tees, where people are possibly waiting for the, the group ahead of them to, to play golf. And uh, there were six or eight of these uh, display signs that were utilized on the, uh, on the golf course for people to read and, and see while they, were, while they were there. And the third was group tours, either, uh, you know, if a small group or a large group, uh, an education strategy during a business luncheon prior to a group golf outing. Our uh, general manager and or our superintendent or myself would uh, be made available to uh, talk a little bit about what we've talked about today, the development and then the uh, future operations of the golf course. Those are just brilliant action items. Hopefully folks um, going out to Arbor Links, they will look into them or perhaps get a tour from some of the folks there on site to learn more about the operations there, especially with regard to conservation is there anything else you'd like to add before we get ready to close? You know, I think I've made all my points today. I, I'll leave a few of the others for suspense for my presentation. Again, Steve, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. I do appreciate it. And I will mention that Steve will be making a November 1st presentation entitled Arbor Links Collaboration from Start to Finish and Beyond as part of the Center's Fall Seminar Series. To learn more about the series or how you may participate, go to grassland.unl.edu. Thank you for listening.